part of blindsidepods.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's DC with you. It's the Metaband Show. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. That's Papa John Devin talking about the stress that he's been under and how he's been able to overcome it. I think you can do better than uh, eating pizzas. We're going to talk a little MHB today. We're also going to talk about that very comfortable interview that Blind Mike did with his mom the other night on Thanksgiving. What a thankful Thanksgiving it must have been in, in that Geary household. And we're going to talk a little bit about the beating that Blind Mike took uh, this week on Wednesday. And I've got some thoughts around it. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Good weekend. All of that stuff. I wanted to preempt Kirk and give some thoughts because he's. Uh, I'm going to try and predict a couple things that he's going to say and see if I'm right or not. But I wanted to talk a little bit about MHB, him not being part of the show. Or I should say, I'm making the assumption that he's not going to be part of this show anymore because pardon me i have this i have this cold i can't kick mhb put out a, a very over the top tweet this week around not going to be tweeting anymore not going to be interacting if i'm remembering correctly not going to be part of this world he never said anything about not wanting to do the show but i have to assume he's talking about that in the past, MHB has reached out to me August and September and said, that's it, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to be part of this world. And that's been from a number of different places. Kirk did talk about the fact that, man, he can dish it out and he can, he can go uh, headfirst without a plan like World War II Felger said. Uh, but he also is not that good sometimes when there's a little heat coming his way. There have been times that Kirk has said a few things about him that has caused him to say, that's it, I'm done. I don't know what the reason he's gone is because he hasn't reached out to me. I haven't heard from him since the last time we did a show where we did that Tim uh, Gold, whatever, the guy who was defending people who were wanting their money back on the GoFundMe thing and then didn't want their money back or whatever. I, I still don't understand what he's saying. That's the last time I heard from him. There was no indication that he wasn't going to do this anymore. Having said that, since about September, he's been very difficult to get a hold of. He has a new job. He's working some long hours. And trying to pin him down to say, hey, let's do a show has been incredibly, incredibly difficult. I know Mike was dealing with the same thing. So I'm sure this is not just a me thing. So I would get texts from him, a flurry of them, and then I wouldn't hear from him from days. I'd reach out, hey, you want to do a show? Would you like to pick a day? Would you like to pick a time? I can work with you. doesn't have to be every single week, and I'd hear nothing. And then out of the blue, I'd, I'd say like a 10, 8, 10 p.m. text saying, hey, you want to do a show in five minutes? No, I, I can't do that. So had a feeling that he probably was going to go away and knowing a little bit about him, I could see him take this tact of not wanting that conflict of saying, I don't want to do this anymore, which it would be okay to say, I don't want to do this anymore. Neither one of us are getting paid or, or you know what he could do? I'll do it once in a while. 
here are the times I can do it. I can do it once a month. I can do it every other month. Uh, I've got this time. I can do it on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, but go ahead and do whatever you need to do. I would do that, and I would leave the seat open for him too. If he wants to come back, he's welcome to come back because MHB is awesome as a podcaster. He's awesome as a writer. We have talked about he has the ability to be as good as anybody at Barstool, and he has a unique way of speaking. If he wanted to pack up, because he is at a young age, pack up and go up to New York, he would be a great writer and do something different. He'd be a great podcaster and do something different. I don't think I have the talent for that. Nor at my age do I want to go do that and take a pay cut. But I always thought if I was going to lose MHB, it was going to be because of something like that. Not necessarily because he just disappeared. And, man, it's just very strange that he never reached out to me. And as far as I know, he's never reached out to Mike. So I'm feeling pretty good that he's going to hear this. So, you know, buddy, I hope everything's okay. Uh, You're still a friend. I still consider you a friend. I just think it's odd. And I don't know if I did something wrong. I don't know if... I don't know. I, I know about as much as you. It is a big mystery. It was very over the top, that Twitter thing, but that's him. Um, and I do predict he's going to get bored. He's not going to like not having the attention. And he'll show up in a big way and blow something big up. So that's my thought process on MHB. Uh, Kirk said he didn't think the show was going to be as good. I don't know if it's going to be as good. I could go Francesa here the way Mike and the Mad Dog did, and you'll just hear me. Uh, But my thought here is, the way we started this show, we kind of lucked into MHB. MHB, when I reached out to him when I was putting this together, said, I can't do every week because I'm going to do my own podcast, which I thought, hey, that's great. So I had a whole collection of people, and we just kind of found a rhythm, and he just happened to accidentally be the guy. It just kind of happened. Uh, I might do this myself if I have to do it because the purpose of this podcast is not to help Kirk find a job, but to have an outlet in this world where you can get information and talk about things because nobody in the media was doing it last October, last November, last December. We were one of the only places to do it. And now I got some competition with not so great thinkers and Mike and the Metafans, which is fantastic. They're doing the Metafan show and a video content. Great. I know I can do it better than that. But since we have the, that, I'm looking at some of these people now because one of the reasons we didn't bring a lot of other people on is if we bring them on, are they going to be good or not? Well, now we know. We've got a whole bench of people who've been pretty damn good on Mike and the Metafans and on the Great Thinkers program. And I'm going to tap some of those people. If you're on those shows and you have some availability at night and you want to do this, I would love to have you on. Let's give it a shot. Could be 10 minutes, could be a whole show, could be a segment. If you've got an idea, I'd love to use you. I'd love to see maybe maybe there's another person out there that's going to be even better than MHB. I think we can turn this around and still have a great show. The first person I reached out to was Cullinane. 
Because in the back of my head, it's funny that Kirk said this. We didn't talk about this. If MHB was ever going to go, the first person I thought of who I could put in the slot is Dave Cullinane because he's different than MHB. I like having somebody who makes me look sane, and MHB definitely did that. And I would say Cullinane is one of those people who would make me look sane, but in a much different way. So I reached out to him, and maybe I didn't use the right language. I said, you know, would you be willing to help out? What I was saying is, do you want to do you want to do the show? And Dave, who is tweeting all day, is in the Twitter thread all day. He's in I, literally. I was in that Twitter thread, and he was every other person. And I had Discord side by side, and he's going at the same time. I, I don't know how you could keep things straight. He's going back to back. He's doing great thinkers. He's taking phone calls in the morning. He is doing his consulting work. So I reached out to him and said, hey, do you want to help out? And his answer was, nah, I can't do it. Uh, I got to help my wife. That's, uh, that's nursing time. So this is the thing. that he, this, I, this is the limit of what he can do. Now... Now Dave Cullinane has finally put his foot down. So I'm pretty sure this is about me. Uh, it's about my personality. I can take it. Uh, but I think it's actually a good thing. Uh, I would still like to have Dave on if he'd like. I'd like to throw him in the mix. He can uh, he can plug his program, the Great Thinkers program, which is like like a fat guy being called Tiny. I think that would be great. I would like to have some other people. If there are females who would like to be in the mix, I think that would be great too. It would give a totally different dynamic. If you saw Mike and the Mena fans this week, Lauren was awesome. She came from a different place. Uh, Lauren can be very, very shy, but when she decides that she's going to bring it, she brought it with a different perspective and a different tone than some of the knuckleheads who are on there. Uh, again, if you're one of these people who's on there regularly, DM me. Most of you are in the thread. I'd love to line some stuff up. Uh, I appreciated Steve from Providence saying he likes the weekend review even better than this. The weekend review takes a lot of work, uh, but the downloads now on that, which were lagging behind this, are now catching up. So these two separate shows on the same feed are actually both doing really, really well. I don't really want this to go away. Maybe I'll do it every other week. Maybe not. But let's give it a shot. Let's see if we can get some new blood in here and see if we can keep this thing going. So the other thing that I was <laughs> titillated by on Thanksgiving was this insane and uncomfortable interview that Mike Geary did. Uh, I am of the view, and I, and I texted him this after I saw the interview, uh, that the Mama Geary thing was kind of done. Uh, I certainly was burnt out on it. And at a certain point, uh, people are going to start to think I'm a creep if I keep talking about this. And I, I wanted to back off talking about it because I would want, not want people to think I'm a creep at all. And I don't think people do. They just thought I was honoring and, and celebrating the beauty of, of, an, of an elderly woman. But it was, it was something that was really going away. And I get the impression she was ready to, for it to go away. And I texted Mike and it said, you just breathe at least two or three weeks more into this thing. I got a text from Steve from Providence. He's like, uh, walk away from the family. I know you're doing family stuff. Walk away from the family. And I need you to go on Twitter right now 
and I need you to watch this interview Mike is doing with his mom. You are going to die. So let me set this up a little bit because Mike sets it up on Mike and the Mena fans. Then we'll play through the interview a little bit, and I'll give my comments. So I go back to my mom's house for uh, uh, post-Thanksgiving festivities, and I told her, I asked her if she would uh, sit down with an, for an interview with me. And she said, sure. She said, just make sure, she said, kind of protect me. You know what I mean? Don't, do any, don't put anything out there that I wouldn't want out there. I said, of course. So I said, do you mind being on video? She said, uh, yeah, that's fine. You sure as hell better be on video. We need to see what you look like. And I'm going to tell you, the one thing that I saw is I definitely think people don't think I'm a creep anymore after they saw what she looked like. I got a lot of texts that said, uh, now we understand. So I think everybody was serious about that. Um, I said, is there anything I can't ask about? Because there's certain things I obviously don't want to bring up if it's uh, uncomfortable for. And she said, no. She said, you know, just I, I trust you. Go for it. And then we did... What you guys saw on Periscope last night, which apparently she had no idea that was the line of questioning that I was going to go in there with. Um, so as viewers, I've heard cringeworthy. Um, I've heard it was funny. But more than anything else, I've heard, uh, Mike, your mom is attractive. That's the truth. I'm astonished by this, that he would do this interview. He'd ask her to do this interview. He know, She knows he's on the show. She says she listens every day. And it comes out of left field that he asks the questions that he's asking. When she's thinking, don't ask anything uncomfortable, is she thinking Mike's going to ask me about Trump? He's going to ask me about Elizabeth Warren or universal health care or what my job is or what I I do or my relationship with my husband. I'm, I'm stunned by this, but I'm also not because she talked about when I meet Kirk, things are going to be fine. You're going to stop making fun of me. When she, when you find out that I was in that Las Vegas shooting, you're going to stop. And I think she legitimately thinks that way. Uh, clearly not of the broadcast world. Seems like a, an incredibly sweet woman. Very nice. Naive. Uh, but Mike didn't help her at all. And I have to tell you, there isn't a chance in hell that I would ever do have a conversation like this with my mother ever. We would never talk about this stuff. Uh, the closest we came is I have this rope, this 50 foot rope, a, a training rope for my dog. And the dog was running and I had shorts on and I got the rope caught around my, the bottom of my leg around the ankle. And I went ass over tea kettle. The dog took off the rope just ripped the skin right off. And uh, literally, I just, there was just like no skin. There was like, it was almost like a, like a bracelet around my ankle of, of a scar. And my mother, uh, a few months before she died, said, oh, I see you have that scar. And I told her, yeah, the dog got the, the leash caught around my leg. It was really painful. She goes, oh, I thought it was like a, a sex game with you and your wife. I'm like, ooh. Are you are you kidding me? So about that's about the close. So no, I wouldn't have this conversation. But uh, Mike has no scruples. All right. Good evening, folks. Mike reporting to you live from Western Mass uh, after a Thanksgiving meal. I am here with local senior citizen, someone that please take this seriously. Uh, someone that many of you know as uh, Mama Geary. I call her Mom. Uh, uh, the target of many. Uh, jokes, and uh, some would say facts on the Kirk Minahan show. 
and we're going to get her take on things today. Uh, first of all, you're alone with me in the same room. Are you are you currently sexually aroused? <laughs> That's disgusting. And That's a lie. Uh, if you haven't gone to Periscope, go in there so you can see. Uh, I think it was T.J. Hubbard who somebody in Discord said I should do a show with T.J. Hubbard called Two Terrible Dads. I don't know who did that, but that was awful and it hurt my feelings. She kind of does look like the woman on The Mandalore this week. Uh, I still think it's that uh, whatever her name is that I can't get right on The Sopranos. But, yeah, I could see it, the MMA fighter, a little bit from The Mandalore. But, yeah, we're right off the bat asking that question. At this point, you have to think these questions are coming, but it still feels like she's floored by it. No. Have you ever engaged in incest? Oh, God, no. Stop it. <laughs> well, we'll circle back to that. Um, <laughs> I hope Mike is drunk at this point, because if he's sober and he has the guts to do this, uh, I don't know whether to shake his hand or slap him in the face. Uh, you met DEC at the prayer vigil, correct? No, she didn't, because... I was too afraid to go up to her. Um, she had her husband, who looks like a smaller version of the big show. And I stayed so clear of her. I was not going to talk to her. Uh, I, I, was, I was afraid and have been even more so. Not me. No. He didn't have the guts to talk to you. Later, I saw a picture, and I think I asked you if that was him or something. Okay. What do you think of... Uh, he seems to be a fan of yours. You listen to the show. What do you think of his, uh, shall we say, obsession with you? I have no words. So that's not a no. Um, oh, this has been a great interview. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> He's, um, ew. Um, let's just say. Well, oh, she gets the quick. I get the. <laughs> so that's an ooh, but that's a deflection as far as I'm concerned. Uh, when she says ooh, she's saying yes. Quick word from her, folks. <laughs> There's um, no words. When DC makes a song about you or no. says. And I'm quoting here no. that you no, have no. that you have I've heard it. No. that you have no. palm sized no. titties no. is the no. quote. No, no. And I don't know how he would know that. Is he? I looked accurate. Yeah. Oh, my God, Michael. <laughs> when uh, DEC says that your Aevilles or as many know them, a areolas oh, are in the center. Oh, <laughs> my God. Is he correct? There was literally no preparation for this. Move on. <laughs> All right. Um, next line. Speaking of breasts. Nope. Your mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yes. How hard did you laugh when that happened? I did not. You didn't find that funny? No. Did you find it funny when I cried on the air about it? No, I didn't find it funny. It was very sweet. See, she's a nice mom. We're coming at this from a place of really nice mom trying to help out her son, and, and this is the thanks that, that she gets. Did you find it funny that you raise a little bitch boy that cries and things like that? I think you're very sweet. That'll be used as a drop. Thank oh, you. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> By the way, I cut all this up and sent it to Steve. So if he doesn't use it, it's because the sound is poor. But there's about 30 drops in here I think are great. How do you feel listening to the Kirk Minahan show? Are you a fan? I am a fan. And I... I... I Take the mom. We're going to need you to put together a full sentence at some point. <laughs> the Mama Geary thing is not really me. I, I pretend it's someone else. Okay. Mm -hmm. Other than that, you're a fan of the show. I am a fan of the You've show. You've met Kirkman. I've had relationships with women uh, that were intimate that they told me they're, they're thinking that they're someone else. I have. How was that conversation? I, like, he was, he, I liked him. 
Speak up for the folks, please. I liked him. And try to give something interesting at some point. Jesus. He was like what, what was the conversation like? I, I, I just pretty much stared at him and said, hello. And he didn't know who I was. And Steve said, this is Mike's mom. And he said, oh, nice to meet you. And he actually, actually praised you. I find that hard to believe. He did. He did. Me too. Maybe well, just because I'm your mom. And perhaps. Being nice, but, and he felt bad for all the horrid things he says about me. So. No, I don't think he does. Another man you met was Kevin from Bristol. Yes. You seem I'm to have sure. a lot of things to say about him. I'm, I'm, he was so nice when I met him. I, I am shocked by his song. Did you like, which, which was your favorite song? Truly, none. None of them? None. For, so, for example, making his mom. Is it me or does she, is she giving the vibe that she's more disgusted at Kevin from Bristol's song than anything I've done? I'm getting that vibe that I think she's creeped out by both of us, but there's something about Kevin from Bristol that she's a little bit more creeped out about, uh, and I don't understand it. I don't think he's been anywhere near as bad as me. Cream was not no, your... okay. Stop. What? <laughs> uh, there have been some, speaking of which, there have been some questions as to your, shall we say, natural lubricant. Okay, what? enough! <laughs> okay! Can you speak to your moisture? Michael! <laughs> Are you serious? Are we still open for business down there is the question. Michael! <laughs> is that a no? Move on. <laughs> well, it's oh, an, it sounds yeah. like a no, folks. Um, Closing up, you have only a few more questions left. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, you were, a lot of people uh, are aware that you were an actor in that uh, Vegas hoax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so the Vegas ho the Vegas thing lost me. I don't, I don't think that's interesting at all. Um, but how is it possible? How is that possible? How is it possible she didn't know that this was coming? So I feel bad for her. I feel as though... When the world is back up for business, she's going to be in therapy over this, that this was one of those things that happened in your life. If your son is asking you these types of questions, it feels almost like a crime was committed here. So I almost feel bad in a way, but I, I will tell you that door was closed or as closed to be close as possible to being closed. And that door is back open, baby. Two or three more weeks of this stuff. And I think the music's going to come flooding in. Some takes on the beatdown that Mike got on Wednesday. So that was a huge part of the show. Seemed to come out of left field. Um, here would be my two cents that I think nobody's going to listen to. I think Mike needs some direction. Here is my take on Mike as a performer. <laughs> He's doing the equivalent of coming, doing weekends at WHYN in Springfield to doing major market radio. And he has a disability, which the disability itself is not the impairment. I think it's how he views himself because of that. So he comes from a step behind thinking, here's the things I can't do. And even with that, he does some pretty great things. I think Stephen Kirk have to give him a little bit of handholding. You have to kind of at first be direct and say, this is what we need you to do. And then also tell him this is what is going well. Because if you don't give him that praise, yes, it's kind of fun to bust on him. 
you're not going to get the most out of that out of him and you're going to end up being frustrated with blind mike and the things he's doing you're setting him up for fail failure he's he needs more direction he needs more guidance uh i will say it's pretty courageous to do that interview I think when you put him in a position where he is comfortable, he was great on Mike and the Meta fans. He got the most out of the people. What I like that was good is you have those people who are strong personalities. He stopped them. He moved to somebody else. He knew where to move around the interview, and he was at his best when he's working on other people, working with other people. I think you've got to put him in that environment, and you will get a much better person on the show than what you're getting now. You'll get a better show. Mike is incredibly talented at, at the age of where he's 27. There is a lot that he can do in this business, and he can develop into, when Kirk's gone, his own show, which will be very successful. I truly believe that, but you got to give him a little bit of a hand. You can't let him just flounder on his own or else you're going to get the result that you desire. All right, so I'm curious what you think of this. This is me by myself. I didn't really want to do uh, a lot tonight because I didn't really have the energy, but I wanted to put something out for Monday morning as a little surprise for you to listen to. would love the feedback. If you'd like to be part of this, send me a message. We can talk about it. Uh, until then, uh, later, dinks. <laughs>